Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 67. Today, I am sharing the five steps I took before leaving my nine-to-five job, and I'm walking you through all of the different things I did before making that leap into full-time entrepreneurship. A lot of times, people get really hung up on when to make that transition or to take that leap, and I want to lead you through the five different things that I did before I was ready to hand in my two-week notice and really make a go at things. I really am excited about this episode because I think it answers one of the entrepreneur's biggest questions that I hear most often. So without further ado, let's dive on into the show. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey, Gold Diggers, it's Jenna Kutcher, and today I'm really excited to answer one of the most asked questions that I get. Now, I get a lot of emails and a lot of direct messages and a lot of Facebook messages every single day, and I feel like this is something that we need to have a conversation about. But before we do, I have to preface it and say that today what I am sharing is simply my experience. It's going to look different for every single person. And so I want to walk you through exactly what I did before I decided to leave my corporate job or my nine to five. And I want to walk you through some of the things that you should be thinking about if that is the direction you are hopeful you are headed. Now, before I dive into all of the content and the five steps that I took before leaving my nine to five, I kind of want to share a background story so that you know exactly where I started from and kind of how I got to where I am today. 
So I went to college in central Wisconsin at the University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point. And honestly, the biggest thing that brought me there was the fact that I was a diver on their swim team. I was so excited about that. It was something that I was really, really just anxious about and happy about. And so that is what led me to Stevens Point. Now, I double majored in business and communication, and I had an economics minor in four years. And it's actually where and how I met Drew. Drew also did communication and business. And so since I had a crush on him, I made sure that we loaded our class schedules so that we had classes together and that we had to study together. So I guess you could say I knew what I wanted early on. And that came in super handy when it came to landing my dream guy. Now, my vision for what my future was going to look like when I was in college was I wanted to be a corporate girl. My biggest thing was that I wanted to be a very powerful businesswoman. I wanted that corner office with the big glass windows. I wanted to wear a power suit and high heels. And I just had this dream and ambition to work super hard, work my way up that ladder and be at the top. And that's exactly what I told people. That was what I envisioned. That's what I wanted. That's what I was chasing. And so It's kind of funny because I'm recording this episode from my bed in my sweatpants with my dogs in my lap doing nothing that resembles what I once dreamt of. But at the same time, I am a powerful businesswoman. It's just in an entirely different way than I expected. So... I went to school for the four years. I got an internship with Target and they gave me a full-time job offer and salary once I graduated from college. And so that's exactly what I went into. I was an executive team leader. I started in soft lines, which is the clothing departments. And then I scooted over to human resources, which was the last position I had before I took my leap. Now, the funny thing was, is that this dream was awesome. This job, I had a salary, I had benefits, I had a title that sounded super important. I did have my own office, although it literally had zero windows, and I was managing a really large team. But what I started to learn very quickly was that it was sucking my soul. I know that sounds dramatic, but the truth was I was exhausted. I was working 10 to 12 hour days. I was commuting an hour each way. I was falling asleep immediately after dinner time. I was dreading waking up in the morning and... While I worked with some of the most incredible humans that I still really dearly love, it just wasn't for me. The whole rat race and the ladder climb and trying to move up and impress people and I was having to be prepared and I was being on call. Like, it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't all bad, not in the least. I met some really incredible people and I got some really, really valuable experience. But the longer that I was in it, the more that I just felt like something wasn't right. Like I wasn't born to simply collect paychecks and work my entire life away. The hard thing about that was, is maybe like you, you're like, well, that's great. And I don't really want to do this whole thing, but I literally have no idea what else I would do. And I think that that's where I was. Like, I didn't know what else I could do. I had this business degree. 
I thought this is what I wanted. And suddenly I'm facing the fact that, oh my gosh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And so Drew and I, we were planning our wedding, training for a marathon, working crazy hours at our jobs. And I bought a camera on Craigslist just to see if I could like document our showers and our, you know, all of the wedding stuff and the details and all that fun stuff. And so little did I know that that $300 purchase would be my one way ticket out of corporate America, which was amazing. But I didn't have any experience. I had zero education. I hadn't taken a single art class since high school. I'd never taken a photography class. I didn't know how to work my camera. I didn't know what the lens was that was on it. And so clearly I had a very, very steep learning curve. But if I've learned anything in this life that it's this, if you're passionate about something, like if you're so fired up, if you find yourself reading articles and tutorials and how to blogs late at night and if you're just so excited to tell other people what you're learning and if you just feel excited about life again, chances are you can make something of that. Like, I don't think that you can fail in life or in business if you truly are passionate about what you're doing. So over that year, I did a lot of things and I'm going to dive into the meat of our episode, which is five steps that I think you should take before leaving your nine to five. Now, like I said, I get asked questions all the time. Jenna, I'm working this full-time job and I'm doing this side hustle and I just, when is the time right? When should I make that leap? And it's going to look different for every single person. Both Drew and I have made this transition and it looked entirely different for both of us, but we both did these five things in order to make sure we felt comfortable and confident in making that leap. And so, like I said, it's going to look different for you and me and the next person and the next person. But I am just going to share very boldly exactly what we did in order to make this happen. Because the truth is, is that I believe you should prepare for this. I don't think it should be a rash decision. I think that you should really lay things out and think things through and get as ready as you possibly can before you make that leap. Because let's be honest, it's a really big leap. And so let's dive into five steps to take before leaving your nine to five. So the first thing I did is I wanted to start off on the right foot. And so number one, I hired an accountant and I filed with the state as an LLC. Now, I personally, I wanted to be too legit to quit. And I did want to make sure too that I was starting out on the right financial foot and with some guidance. Now, my accountants, they have been with me since day one. I mean, honestly, since day zero before this even existed. But the truth was, is that I knew that there were so many legal things that I didn't quite understand. And I wanted to make sure I was doing things correctly and legally. Now, it's tempting that you need to think like you have to invest everywhere. And in episode 55, I break down exactly knowing how and where to invest within your business. But when I started out, an accountant was one of the best things I invested in because they were not only helping me set things up and make sure I was doing things right, they were saving me money. And that has been absolutely priceless. 
Now, having an accountant that you can trust, that knows the industry that you're in, that really can understand your bigger goals and what things are going to look like for you as you make a transition is so important. I think I talk to my accountants almost once a week, at least twice a month. And over the years, they have taken on more and more of my work from managing my payroll to helping guide financial decisions to working my books every single month. And so my accountants that I found in small town, actually a village in Wisconsin have just been absolutely pivotal in my success. And it was the number one step that I took. And the number one thing I did when I realized like, I want to have a business, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I want to do it the right way. So first things first is just set yourself up, like set it up legally, set it up correctly and have some guidance because chances are you don't know everything that an accountant knows. And so I want for you to get used to investing in the right people that are going to help up level your business and really get you to where you're going. Now, the next thing that I invested in was hiring a graphic designer. And since I literally had pennies to get this whole thing off the ground, I hired a student who was a graphic design student to design a logo. Now, while I couldn't afford to have like this custom website, I decided to just simply open up a blog, which was free on WordPress, and I had this logo on it. And I knew that I needed to start posting consistent work. So I decided to make business cards and a Facebook page. And this logo kind of was my signature. It was this brand and reputation. And I think I spent maybe about $200, $250 on this logo, but I wanted it to be one of a kind. I wanted it to be exemplary of the brand that I was building, even though I hadn't had any sort of brand or experience in the past. And I really understood from the very beginning that I needed to just start creating a brand. Now, obviously, over the last six years, my brand has totally evolved. We have changed logos maybe three different times, changed the name of my business, gotten a custom website, but all of that came with time. And I think that one of the best things that I did was just understanding where to invest. So investing in an accountant and investing in a graphic designer, that was where I started in my pursuit of leaving my nine to five. And both of those investments were totally worthy. Speaking of investments, I don't want you to go into debt for your business ever. Like, I don't think going into debt for your business is the wisest decision you could make. Now, I am speaking from experience. I have never gone into debt for my business. I very intentionally used my corporate job in order to help fund my creative endeavors. And trust me, guys, it wasn't the fastest process, but I was so thankful that I was not paying interest or paying bills every single month and starting in the red. So I bought my camera from Craigslist. I pinched pennies. I didn't upgrade my gear until I could afford to. I poured back into my business from my client workload. So anytime I was collecting money, as it was still a side hustle, I would just put it right back into my business. I was saving money from my target salary and pouring it into my business. And I never, ever went into debt. And I think that taking the time while it's a side hustle to reinvest into it, to really set yourself up for success is one of the best things you can do. 
Because you're going to feel like you need to buy all the gear and have the perfect office and get the newest MacBook and whatever it is that you're feeling tugged in a million directions. But I'm going to tell you this, make do with what you have. It's going to make you better at your job. It's going to make you learn how to leverage things. And it's really going to make you appreciate when you get your business to the point where you can purchase those things that you've so desperately been wanting. Now, I next think that you need to leverage advertising. Guys, I was living in a village of 1,200 people. We didn't know a soul, a single soul. I had zero connections. I was working around the clock at my full-time job. And so what I decided to do is I invested in my advertising. I was living in a state that I barely even knew, and I was trying to start a new business. And so I made the decision very early on that I knew that I needed to advertise because I didn't have time for word of mouth. Now, at the time, I invested in a website that I had a listing on, and while it worked for that first year, it definitely wasn't maybe the best decision I made. I think that I could have leveraged free advertising like Instagram and Facebook and growing an email list. But at the time, those things didn't quite exist. I mean, we're talking about pre Pinterest era here. And so I remember making the decision that, okay, I'm going to advertise because I'm actually going to go for this. And it was terrifying. Like I'm putting down a lot of money every single month. But here's the thing within the first week, I booked a bride and that paid for the advertising costs for the rest of the year. And so every time I go to make an investment in my business, I really try to look at how much am I spending? How much is it going to take for me to earn back that initial investment? And am I willing to take that gamble? And I'll tell you one thing, betting on yourself is the best bet you're ever going to make. I will bet on myself every single day because I know that if I'm putting money down, I'm going to make sure that it is worth it. So at the time I was leveraging advertising, I was Facebook messaging any single person that I saw getting engaged, telling them that, Hey, I'm starting this photography business. I am booking weddings for next year. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations on your engagement. If you are looking for a photographer or know anyone who is, I would just be so grateful for you to share my information. And while that seems a little aggressive at the time, it was like, if I really wanted to leave this corporate job, I had to get out and hustle. I had to leverage advertising. I had to find clients somehow, some way. And so I was taking all means that I could in order to do that. Are you avoiding ordering business cards because you know your website is a hot mess? Maybe you haven't updated your portfolio in two years. You still haven't fixed those broken links and don't even get me started about the design. Yeah, I was there. Actually, it was just a year ago and I made a giant leap onto a new platform for me. Show it. And that's where my website lives. And I honestly couldn't be happier. It is so easy to use. I can pop in and make edits without having to contact my designer every time I notice a typo and their drag and drop features make designing a new page so simple and easy. I have never felt more in control of my brand or less intimidated by a website. If it's time for you to make a leap, I strongly urge you to hop on over to show it. They're offering 10% off all annual plans for all of you gold diggers out there. Just go to showit.co and put gold digger in the discount code box and kick your website woes goodbye.
Now, the next thing that goes hand in hand with leveraging advertising is I really think that you have to focus on starting to grow a following. You probably already have a following. Let's be honest. We all have Facebook profiles. We all have Instagram. You probably have a following. They might just not know you as Jenna the photographer or Casey the essential oils lover or Ashlyn the copywriter or Jordan the graphic designer. They might not know you as that, but you probably already have a following. But here's the thing is you need to start using this brand You need to start harnessing your marketing voice. You need to start leveraging who you are to start growing a following. And long before we had even conceptualized a business plan, I knew like, hey, I need people on board with me so that they are going to buy into whatever I'm going to do. Same thing went for Drew. Drew and I sat down in Hawaii a year ago. We were on a vacation And I looked you in the eye and I said, if you could do anything, absolutely anything on planet earth, what would that be? He said, I just want people to live a happier and healthier life. And I want to show them what I've done in order to do that. That was when the ball started rolling. Guys, that was February. We didn't launch a single thing for Drew for months. But here's the thing. We started growing an Instagram account for him because we knew, okay, maybe just maybe he's going to take this leap. And if he does, we want people to know what he's about. We want them to know who he is. We want them to know what he's passionate about. And so we started growing an Instagram account and an email list before we even had a business name, before we even had a clear vision on what it looks like. Our first priority was to grow the following on the platforms that we know best. We wanted to use Instagram to build trust and personality of the business. And more importantly, we wanted an email list so that we could serve potential clients and eventually sell to them. So with Drew, what we did was I created an Instagram account for him, which was a total bet. And I said, I bet I can get you 100 followers in 24 hours, which he totally didn't believe. And guess what? I totally did it because whenever I make a bet, I make sure I'm going to win that bet. And so I started his Instagram account and very slowly we just started sharing things about his healthy lifestyle, about the way he loves to work out. And pretty soon we were like, hey, this, I mean, people seem interested. Let's, let's create some opt-ins. Let's create some freebies and grow your email list. And so what do we do? We just created two very simple freebies, two PDF downloads, a free grocery shopping list and food plan that and then a week's worth of at-home workouts. And both of these were just free downloads and they grew Drew's email list really quickly. I think it grew by over 2,000 subscribers within the first month. And we set goals for subscribers and we dreamt up new ways that we could foster a true community before the time actually came to launch and offer his products and services. So if you're in this place and you're like, you know, someday I want to leave my nine to five. I'm not sure if I'm there yet. I don't even know exactly what I want to do. Create some free opt-ins and start an email list. Because if you can start growing an email list and you're following, the time comes to launch. You're going to actually have people to launch too. You're going to have people who are interested, who are excited. That's exactly what happened with Drew. We just focused on serving, serving, serving before we had a logo, before we have a website. We just started sharing and serving. And so when the time came and we're like, hey, the Kutcher method is here. You can hire Drew to be a personal health coach for you. You can get his at-home workouts, his running guides. You can get his food prep checklist. You can get all of these things and purchase them. He filled his calendar right away. 
because we had been serving people for six months without selling them a single thing. Think about it. It's free. It's amazing. And it also is going to help you have direction. So the next thing that I really encourage you to do, if you're thinking about leaving your nine to five is fill your calendar. This was so important for me because I needed that security. I needed that net to be there so that I knew that like, Hey Jen, you can take this leap and you're not going to fall flat on your face. And so before I left, I wanted to match my corporate salary in terms of income so that I knew that like, Hey, for the next year, girl, you got this. You're going to make the same amount of money. You might be hustling a lot harder, but hey, you're going to be doing what you love and you're going to be your own boss. And so I looked at it and I said, okay, what do I need to book? And I needed to book 25 weddings in order to match my corporate salary. And so I hustled and booked that. And so many people are like, Jenna, I don't get how you booked 25 weddings. But here's the thing, guys. I went balls to the wall with this. I started a blog. I started sharing my stuff on my personal Facebook page. I started a Facebook page. I started creating content. I started messaging people that were engaged. I started posting that like, hey, I'm a wedding photographer and guys, I need to get booked up for next year. I started advertising. I did all of the things. And everyone's like, I don't get how you did that. It's hard work. But I put myself out there. And I think that so many people when they're first starting out, they are terrified to do that. They're waiting for people to give them permission to do that. They're waiting for people to tell them exactly how to do that. And I just went out on every avenue that I possibly could and I filled my calendar. I booked those 25 clients and this gave me the affirmation that I would be getting paid for the next year and that I had time to figure out how I was going to make the year after that work. This made making the leap way less risky, way easier, way more joyful to share with people. So I didn't sound like I was crazy leaving this job that I thought I desperately wanted and pursuing something that I had literally zero background in. So more importantly, it's just so good to know your numbers because maybe you don't even need to match that corporate salary. Maybe you can live a little simpler or maybe your spouse can help manage things while you're getting your business off the ground and running. So I am including in the show notes for this episode, a profitable pricing guide to make sure that you're not pricing emotionally. So you can tune into episode 56, which is another episode where I break down how to know your best business finances with Shanna Skidmore. We have all different kinds of resources for you. You can get that profitable pricing guide, which literally walks you through step-by-step into knowing your numbers, knowing your expenses, knowing how much you need to make in order to reach your revenue goals. And you can get that at the show notes at golddiggerpodcast.com. Just click on show notes and you'll see this episode and you can click on it and get that download today. So when I left, I had my calendar filled. Now, when Drew left, we had a little bit different of a scenario. I knew I had to hustle and do all this before I left. Drew was ready to just make the leap and make it work. And so he took the leap. I was able to support us. And it really, really helped in knowing like, hey, we're going to make this happen. It's going to be great. You don't have to worry about income. We just have to get your calendar filled. And this is a goal that we can work up to. So what we had to do is we had to figure out one big thing, (laughs) insurance. Now, it's really confusing because there are a few different opportunities for you to get insurance. 
And the thing for me was when I first left my corporate job, I was able to be insured by Drew's employer. So I knew personally I couldn't leave without having insurance. So we switched our insurance from my employer to Drew's before I quit. And it ended up being a giant blessing because I had to have an emergency foot surgery a month before I left. And so we had double insurance at the time, which is an amazing thing. But then when Drew went to leave his corporate job, which left us without insurance, we had a few different options. So we could go to the open market and just get our own insurance plan, which a lot of people opt for. Or we decided to take part in a Christian co-op. So we are members of Christian Healthcare Ministries, which is a co-op and it works out really amazingly. It's just something we really believe in. And so basically we pay a premium every single month, just like insurance. But then that money goes into a pool to pay other people's bills. And what you do is you basically submit your costs. You go to the doctor and you are claiming self-pay. So you collect all your bills and then you submit them to the co-op where they help you pay your medical expenses. Now, both of us are very healthy. We very rarely go to the doctor. And so this was a really great option and just something we believe in. Like it's really amazing to be able to put our money towards other people's medical bills and to know that the same will happen should we ever need that coverage. So I am linking to Christian Healthcare Ministries on my blog. You can learn more about it. You can read more about it. And I do have a referral code that can get you a bonus if that's an option that sounds good for you. I think we just were feeling a little lost. Like we didn't really know how to navigate it since we had always had traditional insurance. But it was just a really, really amazing option specifically because we are Christians and because we are both now self-employed. Now, I want to just like let you know, you're probably listening to all this and you're like, oh gosh, this is like terrifying. How am I actually going to know when to leap? But I want to tell you this, you have to just look fear in the face. Truthfully, it is scary as heck. But here's what I did. I realized that if I did happen to fail, like what would failure look like? And then what would I do? And so I said, Jenna, what is failure in this? Like if you quit Target, you pursue your own thing and you fail, what does that look like? And to me, failure meant that, you know, maybe the following year I didn't book anything and I had to get back out on the job market and find another corporate job. Or maybe failure looks like this whole thing just didn't quite work out and I had to just update that resume and go back to Target. I looked at all of these different things and I wrote down an action plan and I said, okay, if I actually fail, if this doesn't really work for me, what are the steps I'm going to take to get back on my feet and how am I going to feel about that? And when I did that, I realized like, guys, this isn't that scary. Like no future employer is going to look down on you for saying, I have this really big dream and this huge passion and I went for it and it didn't quite work out, but I made a really solid go of it and I'm just super proud of myself. I don't think any employer would look down on that. And so whenever I get really scared of something, I just make an action plan. I look at it and I'm like, hey, fear, you are a liar. I've got this. I'm going for it. And I knew that I just had to make the leap and that even if failure did happen, I could make it work. 
So that's kind of what we did. I want to run through the five again. So really learning how to set yourself up correctly through investments. For us, that looked like an accountant and a graphic designer. We had to leverage advertising in order to help find clients. I did paid ads. I did a lot of organic promotion on social media. I wish I would have grown an email list from the very beginning. I focused on growing a following, which was a huge blessing and has continued to evolve and grow. I worked on filling my calendar so that I could leap with certainty knowing that I had a solution and I matched my salary and had an insurance solution, which gave me that clarity and just feeling confident that like, hey, I've got all my ducks in a row. I can really make a go at this. Now, I don't want you to like look at this and be like, all right, step A, B, C, D, and E, because that's absolutely not what it is. My story can just be an example of what this could look like for you. Taking that leap is going to look different for everyone. And for me, I had just these certain hangups. Like I had to know that the net would be there when I jumped. For some people, jumping and making it happen works better. Like I loved the security of knowing that I had a full calendar. And while that letter was really hard to hand in and quit, I have never looked back. Guys, I'm in my sixth year right now and I still truly, absolutely, truly feel blessed that I get to wake up every single morning, report to the world's best boss, which is yours truly. And my best advice for you is to just set yourself up for success, whatever that looks and feels like for you and have sound business practices in place so that you can free yourself up creatively. Well, creative small business owners rock out the creative process of business side of things is usually where the trouble occurs. And so make sure that you are legal and legit. Make sure that you have systems in place, that you aren't starting out in the red from a financial perspective, and that you are ready and excited to hit the ground running and shout from the rooftops that you are going to do this. Like, I want you to be so excited that you just cannot contain that you are making the leap to full time and that you are going to do this. Now, guys, I'm not an extraordinary case at all. I was just a 23-year-old who was totally burnt out in the corporate world and who wanted a different life. I had zero connections. I lived in a tiny village away from home, and I was burning the candle from both ends, working the corporate job by day and building an empire by night. Now, being self-taught, it doesn't mean that you have to be paid less. And looking back, I am so proud that I recognize that from the very beginning. There are going to be a lot of fake it till you make it moments. Heck, I still have those daily and a lot of days filled with uncertainty. But when you feel unsure of your call, just remember the one who called you in the first place. I totally believe you can do this. And I know without a doubt that you deserve to chase your dreams, to pour into yourself, to invest in your business, to set yourself up for pure success, and to let me know how it feels when you can finally say, I did it. I did it, Jenna. I made the leap from my nine to five and I am doing it. Now, in closing, I want you to know this. If you love your nine to five, which there are some people who just absolutely love it, and you have this side passion in this side hustle, you are not less than. Having that side hustle means that you are working even harder than us full-timers. And I want for you to know that just having the title of full-time means absolutely nothing about you, your work, or your worth. If you're content, if you're happy, if you are living what success looks like for you, keep on doing it. 
For me, I knew that I couldn't pursue my passions without leaving that salary, without leaving those benefits, without leaving that windowless office. And so for me, that path looked so different. I had to go full time so that I could be all in on my dreams, on my passions, on the things that really, really fired me up. Every single day I wake up just feeling so blessed that I get to call this my job and that this part of my life, this podcast is part of serving you in that. And so thank you so much for tuning in, Gold Diggers. If this episode or any episodes have spoken to you, have touched you, have helped you transition or help evolve your business, would you take a second and just leave a review on iTunes? It sounds so simple, so easy, so minutia filled, but it means the absolute world to me. I can't tell you how hard it is to record these episodes while sitting in bed and talking to myself, but I imagine you listening to this right now and it fires me up at the core of my being. And so if you have a minute today and you feel blessed by this podcast, please just take a minute, leave a review. I honestly and sincerely read every single one of them and they touch my life in a really big way. So until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And if you are about to make that leap from your nine to five, I cannot wait to hear your story and your journey. And just know that I am over here cheering you on. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.